Hello, dear listeners. Um, we've got a breaking news announcement as of Thursday, the 16th of December. Um, British tourists are to be banned from France amid concerns over the extremely rapid rise in Omicron COVID cases in the UK. From Saturday morning, which is the 18th of December, France is banning travel to and from the UK without compelling reasons. These reasons do not include travel for tourism and business. There will be an obligation for all travellers from the UK to register prior to their trip on a digital platform, allowing them to enter the address of their stay in France. Uh, People who have been planning to visit the UK from France are being asked to uh, postpone. Um, This has just come out this morning, uh, about an hour ago. So this episode was actually due to come out a bit late in the week, but I'm going to move that episode now just in case this is is heard by anyone whose trip is going to be affected um hopefully you will notice by um by the time you actually get to listen to this episode um but because it's such a kind of breaking news story i i guess the travel industry are going to be on the back foot a little bit about letting people know and everything like that Eurostar have been allowing people to move their trips. They're not giving out refunds. They're giving out vouchers. That was obviously before this ban came in. I'm not sure if that's going to be affected. It's If I was you, I would just assume that if you've booked travel with Eurostar, you will be able to move it um, or get a voucher to book at a later date. I've got no idea what the airline industry are doing um i can only kind of even tell you that because p dubs is looking to move his trip that he was due to take uh, in january so that's it not great news i know that there are many of you that will have been had planned trips over the christmas break uh to go to dlp so that is is no longer going to happen and you know, to anyone listening who this is affecting, I am extremely sorry that this has happened and something that you would have been looking forward to for for months. Some of you, maybe even years, uh, having to move stuff around. Um, you know, it's it, it's not great news at all, and I'm I'm really sorry to be the bearer of it. Um, obviously, the whole COVID situation has been awful for everybody. It continues to be, um, and this new variant is is really spreading throughout the UK. So I understand why they are being cautious. Um, I mean, it, you know, the only positive thing here is the the new Omicron variant does seem to be less severe in terms of uh, health. So. It's less deadly, but it is more contagious, which is the problem. And obviously France wants to try and stop that spreading through France as it has in the UK. So I understand. Um, But it's very disappointing news for for those affected. So I'm sorry, um, but I thought it was important to put this at the start of the episode because, you know, it is going to affect so many people. So anyway, uh, thank you. 
and uh, I hope you are able to enjoy the episode. Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. to uh, an episode the first episode of that disneyland paris podcast with myself nick and myself paul hey i'll tell you what re-recording this intro i've nailed it this time <laughs> maybe maybe there was advantage to riverside knocking yeah. us out again um this is the first one isn't it i, I should have made more of a big deal um because it, i mean it's still the same show it's still you and me but you know, we have we have changed the title to fit more in with the brand. Um, now, one thing that we didn't do very often over on Discover DLP was have special guests. And, you know, we thought we'll start this runoff with a special guest. So, um, special guest, reveal yourself. Hello. I like that you're using this, like, tech issues to make it sound like a grand reveal and you've rolled out the red carpet for me. I highly enjoy it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just basically that I didn't do it as well as I should have done the first time. So thank God for technical issues. Um, but we are joined by Sinead, who obviously is, is now fully ingrained in the, the That Family of Podcasts. You'll hear her on everything from uh, that Disney Parks podcast to that Universal podcast. Um, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> the whole spectrum. And of course, here as well today as well. Um so yeah, so what you might notice as this goes on is the audio quality might change. Um, it, it is what it is. That's, that's it. We've already recorded some of this stuff and we're re-recording it now because some of the audio didn't work. So there you go. So if, you, if it does sound different at different times, that's why. We've had to record it two different ways. Um, but Sinead, uh, you asked if you could come on because you have just done what me and Paul have not been able to do for two years. And, and I suppose neither as yourself, really. Um, yeah. and that is going to DLP yeah so I'm just I'm just back I came back on Thursday so I figured for your December episode I may as well talk about the Christmas season as long as you're willing to have me yeah, absolutely um, so uh, let's get into it so, so tell us about your trip how, how did you get to DLP so uh, I flew that's kind of the unless you're like driving and getting a ferry Ooh, hang on kind of yes on a broomstick? I mean, with me, probably. Um, mm. No, via via Aer Lingus from, from Dublin Airport. Um, Makes more sense. Yeah. So um, I have to say that was actually quite quite a doddle. Um, Aer Lingus and I think British Airways are using an app called Verifly um, when oh, you fly now. So I actually found it real easy to use. You can like upload all your oh, documents no. in it. What? I think it's a great idea to have. Yeah. I've taken exception to the punny name. <laughs> oh, no, I know. The punny name is atrocious. <laughs> but the app itself was really helpful because it keeps you up to date. So basically what you do is you select the country that you're traveling to. So I selected France and then I selected Ireland. 
and then it gave you the full it gave you like step one step two step three step four and it gave you all the things that you needed so for france you need a at the time of recording coming from ireland which is in the eu um <laughs> have to specify right, show things. off i know i just have to specify things because it's different for you lot so for Ireland, anyways, you have to have a printed out, not that a single soul looked at it, a printed out thing that is you swearing on your honour that you don't have COVID, to your knowledge. Um, and then I needed my proof of vaccination, or if for some reason you're not vaccinated, you have to prove, uh, you have to show a negative PCR test. Um, and then I think they were the only things I needed going over to France. And then coming back, back to Ireland I had to get an antigen test within 48 hours of flying back um, so I could talk about that since I've mentioned that now because I used the I think they're called Loxamed the people that are doing it in the Disney village okay which... I, I mean I think I think PWs you might have mentioned this when they first they first kind of uh, opened an outlet <laughs> suppose it's um i'm 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 right in thinking it's um mickey's the old mickey and friends wild west show yeah it's in what was that called billy bob's or something i never went to it no it's um buffalo bill's wild west show that's what it was billy bob's is the restaurant (laughs) there we go there we go um so yeah, so I it got announced the I think the Tuesday before we went that to travel back to Ireland you needed to have an antigen test if you were fully vaccinated or a PCR test if you weren't vaccinated to come back into the country. So I was like, great, this is the last thing I need. So mercifully they have the test in place in the Disney Village because I was dreading having to go anywhere to have to go and get it done because it was just going to take time out of the day. So I went onto the website Um, it's really easy to book. So they have the slots booked at, um, done in like 10 minute intervals. So I booked one for 10 past eight on the Wednesday morning because we needed antigen tests and not PCR tests and um, they were a little bit cheaper. So it was 45 euro per person um, and it's like 20 something euro for the test and then 20 something euro for admin fees, which... I don't know why they felt the need to specify that because I feel like the admin fees annoyed me more. But anyways, um, so that was fine. So I booked our two slots for that. Um, and then the morning of, just before we got there, one thing to note, and I would recommend to people, if you're getting it done first thing in the morning, I maybe wouldn't bother booking an eight o'clock slot because you can't get into the village before eight o'clock. They hold <laughs> you at security until eight o'clock. Right, okay. Which is the most DLP thing in the world. But anyways, so Mm. we got through the village and that was fine. And then I was checking in my email to find where our reservation was. And then I saw there was this big, massive form that we were supposed to have filled in online. That was my own fault for not having that done. So Mm. filled that in, got our QR codes. We went inside and because we had a reservation and we had our QR codes, we got to skip a queue of I want to say about 10 people or 10 groups and um, so that was great still had to fill in actual paperwork for some untold reason even though all of the information was on the email but that's besides the point point. Um, and then so once we'd done that we got put into the queue to wait for our actual test 
And again, this is the most DLP thing in the world. So there was a queue on the left, which was people with reservations. And then there was the queue on the right, which was people that didn't have reservations. Now, a lot of the people in the non-reservation queue looked to have blue cast member badges. So I imagine the cast members probably have to get tested quite regularly. That's fair. However, they have booths on the right-hand side opposite the non-reservations and they have booths on the left-hand side opposite people with reservations. There was maybe three people queuing in the non-reservation one. That then was cleared. And then there was a family, a couple, and then myself and my boyfriend. And this one guy kept coming out of one of the booths on the non-reservation side, seeing that there was no one in his line and going back into his booth, not taking people from the reservation line. Well, I mean, it's it's not my job. I, I, I imagine that's his attitude. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I'm not going to worry about another line. Yeah. That is someone else's problem. Yeah, so the family ahead of us went, that was fine. Then the couple ahead of us went, and we were still standing here. No one had come up the non-reservation aisle at all. It was literally just then myself and my boyfriend standing there, and the guy poked his head out for probably about the fourth time. And my boyfriend just kind of gestured over to him and he was like, there is no one waiting here. Can you not, can you not just test us? And your man kind of gestured that like, oh, I'm supposed to take care of this line. And Adam was like, who, who are you supposed to? (laughs) Cause like you're in and out in five minutes. And he was like, oh, okay, come on then. So he brought the two of us in. We had our tests done. That was fine. And then you go down into this like holding area for lack of a better way of phrasing it. They have like seats set up and I don't really know what is supposed to happen here. I We assumed it was a case of you then waited for your results to be emailed to you and then you scan something and then you leave. That was our assumption that we had made. So we sat down and we'd sat down for maybe like seven minutes and then we noticed most people seemed to walk straight from the booth, pull up their um, app, um, their like COVID app show their vaccination and leave so we asked the security guard and he was like oh yeah if you have your your pass sanitary your vaccine pass then you can just leave and we were like cool really wish someone had told us that so again a very dlp thing but it was fine i'd say the whole thing in total maybe took us like 25 minutes ish most of that was down to bad logistics but not having to go off site and do it was worth the extra money i don't know how much other places cost or anything like that but it the whole thing was very easy um so if if anybody is worried about needing antigen tests or pcr tests or anything like that um it's really it's it's expensive like it was an additional 90 euro that we had to fork out very last minute but um it was worth it for it to be relatively hassle-free which was nice. I mean, it's clearly not an ideal situation, right? To have to have these extra hurdles to jump through, but it does mean that, you know, we can now go back to the parks. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it was quite, like it was within less than a week of us going that we found out that we were going to have to get antigen tests to be able to to fly home. Um, And it literally came into effect two days before we went. Um, But thankfully the way that dlp have it set up like it was very straightforward it was within 15 minutes i had us booked we had our time slots done we knew that we had our tests sorted so that we would be in a prime position for coming home so 
whilst no, it's not the ideal thing and it is an additional expense, they've made it as easy as possible. So that I was quite grateful for. And I mean, do you know if, because I've, I've not really looked into uh, this because I've not got an immediate holiday and well, as you know, things change on a whim. Um, yeah. But I did notice in my town that a, um, I think it's called Fit to Fly, it's something like that, but basically a shop has popped up so you can do the test this side uh, to test you. Okay. Um, but is there like a set price in France for these things or does it vary from where you have them? I mean, obviously, if you're in Disneyland Paris and that's the only place you're going to be, that's where you're going to want to do this. But, yeah. you know, do you know if it varies at all? I won't lie, I don't really know. And I didn't even pay attention to how much it was for um the PCR test versus the antigen test. So I was just like, this is a thing I need. I don't want to have to travel anywhere for it. If I can do it literally on my way to the park, that's what I want to do. So yeah, I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure um how expensive it is or if it's more expensive or less expensive or whatever. From looking on their website, it does seem like there are a couple different areas. Like they're not just doing it in DLP just from having a quick uh, look at their website, but pricing was like pricing wise, I don't know if it's more expensive doing it at Disney or if there are, I'm sure there are cheaper places and I'm sure the various different Facebook pages, people will be happy to tell you, but that was just my experience. I wanted it as uh, within the Disney bubble as I could, <laughs> as I could stay. So let's hear about the actual trip itself. You know, how long were you going for? And I suppose just as important, if not more important, where did you stay? So we flew out on the Monday morning. We had the, the half six in the morning flight um, and we were staying in Sequoia Lodge and then we flew home on Thursday evening. Um, so we were staying in one of the external buildings in Sequoia Lodge. We were staying in the, I want to say Sierra Lodge was where we were staying, which I think is like the furthest one away from everything, which honestly was completely fine because I don't think, I think I saw one other person and I never heard another soul to the point that I was like, are we the only people staying in this building? Because that's really how it felt. Um, but... I have to say the whole check-in process and everything for Sequoia Lodge is probably the most seamless check-in I've ever had for a Disneyland Paris hotel. They now give you the option where, you know, the horrible form that they make you fill in. You oh, can yes. print that off ahead of time. You can or you can already let them know what time you're going to be there at. Um, form that, that takes them 15 minutes to find. Honestly. <laughs> like, they now will give you a link to where if you can print lucky. it off yourself so you can already have it filled in. So you can kind of kind of check in online um so when we when we got to the hotel so we got a private car hire from charles de gaulle to the hotel and that was fine um before you're allowed into the hotel you they check your pass sanitary your uh, vaccine certification um, and you get a different colored wristband every day to show that you have shown your pass sanitary um, and then you do your usual putting your luggage through the x-ray thing. And then they have two lines set up, people who have checked in online, the people who haven't checked in online. Both lines were really short, in fairness. Um, I think we made we waited maybe five, seven minutes. Um, 
and then our room was already ready we could go we got our room keys um so it's honestly the most hassle-free experience I've had ever checking into a Disneyland Paris resort because there was basically no wait yeah I mean it's such a different experience to my last time um oh and mine well PWs you don't normally stay you stay on site you don't stay at Disney hotel yeah, normally Disney hotels are family trips. So we have got one booked in March where we're staying at the Hotel New York or Art of Marvel or whatever it's called now. Um, so, yeah, normally if I go on a trip by myself, I'll be off site because it's just not worth me being on site. Um, with the family, it's a little bit different. So, But I, I love Sequoia Lodge. It's one of my favourites um, and would stay there every time if it was my choice yeah well i think this time of year i mean it's it's for me the perfect uh setting it's got i suppose because it's like looks like a log cabin i suppose you've got that kind of winter vibe haven't you but yeah it's it's an all-round hotel as far as i'm concerned but i mean when i when i went to um the cheyenne that's where i stayed on the last trip um I didn't have, you know, this was before all of this stuff was done, so I didn't have the form ready in advance, but I was in the queue for 50 minutes, so yeah. I had plenty of time to fill the form out, and it was when I actually gave them the form that that's when the problem started, because then they couldn't find their paperwork. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it no, seems to have streamlined. It, it, was, it, was so, it was so streamlined. They had, I think, like five desks open, and bear in mind, we got there... I want to say between half 11 and 12. So they had five desks open for people who hadn't checked in online. And then they had two desks open for people who had checked in online. So that in itself was more people than I've ever seen actually working on the check-in desks in DLB. Um, And literally we just handed the guy in the forms. He checked my passport. He handed us our uh, magic pass tickets and showed us where our room was. And that was it. We were in and out of the main building within 10 minutes. It was so much easier because the last time I checked in, it was for the Halloween party. The queue was a couple hours long, I would want to say. So we just ditched our bag in luggage holes and went to the park and checked in at like 11 o'clock at night because that was the only time there wasn't a queue. Yeah. So the the difference was was vast. And I mean, so that's actually that's actually a really good tip um, to do that because, uh, and I wish I'd thought of that when we went because... You know, we didn't get there till um, I think around eleven or, or twelve o'clock local time to the hotel. Yeah, and then you spend all that time trying to get checked in, so you got you know you can dump your bags and you know change your clothes if you need to before hitting the parts. So we didn't even hit the parts till you know about two o'clock. Yeah, um, maybe a bit a bit after that, and we were buying annual passes, so that was the first thing that we did. Do you know, like you know, just to get all, yeah. all the stuff out of the way. Um, but you know, that's such a good idea to just dump your bags in the luggage hold and then just go, right, we'll we'll deal with this later on. Yeah. Especially like if you have, if you, if you're not relying on using the tickets that you've booked with a package, if you have it on your pass or if you're picking up privilege tickets for people, which is what myself and my boyfriend were doing, um, you don't have to check in there and then if the queue is massive, you can leave your bags and just go to the park with your annual pass and collect your privilege tickets and then go and have your day in the park and then check in sometime when there's not a massive queue. 
Now, one thing I've just I just thought of actually, because you mentioned about the the tickets, is the situation mm-hmm. at the moment, which is not going to be going away anytime soon. Which is you need yeah. to actually book your days in the park. Yeah. So I've seen a bit of confusion, and I've heard a bit of confusion around this. So I've heard people say that if you are staying on site, you don't need to book your like if you're an annual pass holder that you don't need to book reservations in the park but I could not for the life of me find concrete confirmation of that anywhere so I just booked days because I was like I would rather be overly booked into the park than not yes be let in um so I had booked you can only book three days so I have an infinity annual pass you can only book three days at a time I think that's the same across all the annual passes but definitely with my own I can book three days at a time so I had the Monday Tuesday and the Wednesday booked once I'd used my reservation on the Monday, I could then book Thursday. If you are going at a peak time, are you kind of leaving yourself open to not being able to get into the park on your last day if it's booked out? Yes. Yes, you are. And that's a little unfortunate because to me anyways, I always feel that four days, three nights is kind of the ideal amount for DLP. So the fact that they only let you book three days does kind of leave you in a little bit of limbo if for whatever reason you can't um get a reservation for your third day um they open them up pretty far in advance i think currently you can book because i'm due to go end of february start of march and i've been able to book my first three days for that um, yeah i'm booked in for march as well yeah and i think they have it booked right up on or they have it open anyways right up until april um, and same goes for privilege tickets they're open for I think at least until the end of February, because I think I have two of Adam's tickets booked and then I just have to wait for them to open March and then I can book his privilege tickets as well. Um, they have changed the privilege ticket side of things a little bit. Um, so you have to book them much as you have to reserve yourself into the park. Um, so you collect them. They have a bunch of windows. I think they had six windows open over at the studios. You can't buy day of tickets at the park anymore so those queues have gone down massively so when you get down to studios you'll see kind of a sign and a bunch of like switchback rows for infinity and magic plus privilege ticket collection the queue does move pretty quickly because it's literally just you show your email you show your annual pass they print your tickets you pay for your tickets you leave so it, it is constantly moving and they do open six windows um so we never had any issues doing that in the morning. Um, I will say if anyone is planning on buying an annual pass, for the love of God, don't do it at the park because the annual pass queue is hours long, hours long. And you have to do it outside the studios as well. The annual pass office in the park doesn't seem to be open at all. So do that online before you go. Don't do it there. Yeah, annual passes is such a, a sticky wicket in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the last time I bought my... So I bought my annual pass before we went because yeah. mine was expiring before the trip. So I renewed it and at, at that time you got your extra three months and mm-hmm. for being a shareholder I get 15% off as well on my renewal price. So um, I did mine over the phone. The problem with that yeah. is that you have to pay uh, for the pass. Now that that's how I prefer to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, P-dubs I know you like to do yours uh pay monthly which yep, which is a, a whole nother ball game yeah, yeah i've done that with mine as well and I, th- I believe you can do that online 
You can, it's but you still that, have to send your paperwork yes, to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they send you it in the post, which is very nice. But so I, they sent it they sent it to me before I'd even sent the paperwork off. <laughs> Couldn't use it. Couldn't use it at all. It took another ten days before I could actually book anything with it. Amazing. But see, I cut. But if I want to get my discount, um, or or if I want to get those extra three months for renewing, I have to do it over the phone. I can't do that online. So, yeah, depending on your circumstance, it can be it can be great. Um, yeah. It just if it fits your criteria, because not everyone will want to um, pay up front or can pay up front. So yeah. um, I knew what I, you know I knew that I was doing that, so it was fine. But when we were there, we decided um, because we might be coming back because we didn't know there was a pandemic on the horizon. Um, and the fact that, you know, obviously, as you know, the maths normally work out if you're going to be there for a few days, uh, it might work out cheaper to get annual passes. So that's what we did. And and getting my wife and daughter's one was the problem. Um, yeah. No, it was it was fine. And there wasn't massive queues when we went. But yeah, if you if you go at the wrong time and you and you never know when that is it can be an absolute nightmare and yeah with everything going on i can i can imagine that's the case yeah absolutely um one thing i would recommend and it's something that my friend sandy had let me know before i went because she had gone in october is if anyone is planning on going and for yourself Pete Dobbs, when you go in march um i'd recommend downloading the french covid app um you can download it from the the french website if you just kind of google it you can get it in the app store i was able to download it in ireland before i went and you can upload your covid certificate into that the reason why it's easier is when you get obviously to get into the park and to get into the disney village you have to show your pass sanitary you have to show your your pcr details um however when you're going into the restaurants outside they show you a thing and it just has two qr codes on it so the top qr code you is if you have the french COVID app so you literally go into your french COVID app you click scan qr code you hover it over that qr code and that automatically adds that place into your like close contacts tracing um so you don't have to fill in any details or anything like that you literally scan the qr code within that the french COVID app and then that's you done whereas if you do it in i know for example that when i was doing it with the irish one i had to fill in my my name my phone number my email address i had to put in all my boyfriend's details as well and if you were doing that for every restaurant or every place that you go it can get quite annoying because it doesn't save any of the details where if you just use the french app it saves you a lot of time so would recommend downloading the french app it just makes it a little bit easier because you have to scan the qr code before they'll let you into any of the restaurants nice it's a good tip um although (laughs) we were talking before we, we went on air about not being much news there is actually one thing that will tie into to an extent this trip but also um future trips as well um and that is they've changed the regulations on masks again um now with all these things they will change um Mm. but currently um anyone over the age of six has to wear a mask at all times and that's indoors and outdoors so uh that's that's changed from when you went um no no it was that was the case when i was there as well um, oh. because when we were we were going to go on hyperspace mountain and there was a man and a kid ahead of me 
And my barometer of how old I think someone, I have a niece that's six. So I'm like, if they look older than Emily, they should be wearing masks. Um, <laughs> and this kid definitely, I'd say he was 10 or 11. And the cast member refused to let him in the queue until the kid put a mask on. And the guy was like, he's only 10. And they were like, anyone over the age of six. And he was like, if you need a mask, you can go into the shop and buy one. But he's not coming on the attraction until he's wearing a mask. But was that was that everywhere? So that was as you was walking yeah. around Main Street and everything like that. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, and one thing that I highly enjoyed is any of the rides that you get photos taken on. So I think the first time we encountered it was when we'd gone on Pirates. We went to go get the photo, and the guy sat behind us had taken his mask down for the photo, and the cast members will Photoshop masks onto people. Um, even if a kid looks old enough that they should be wearing a mask, they will Photoshop a mask onto the kids. <laughs> they do a re- they kind of look like comical little mustaches. They are hilarious. But I did see a woman go up and get a fo- uh, try get her photo from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and get quite snappy with a cast member because the cast member was insisting on putting a mask on her child. Um, the woman said that her kid was exempt and he had a wristband or something like that but the cast member was like your kid looks old enough that they should be wearing a mask i understand if he can't from comfort levels but i can't give you this photo without him having a mask on and the woman eventually conceded but they are very strict on it very like they won't give you any photos if anyone who looks like they should be wearing a mask isn't it's it's really weird to me um, because you did actually share one of your photos uh, in one of the chat groups that we, one of the many yeah. chat groups we have yeah. uh, privately between us, and um, it, it was quite comical. Um, They're hilarious. To, the way, but the way I look at it, right, is that we are in this unique time at the moment where you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's all these restrictions and everything like that. I almost think that having a photo like that is is capturing this this moment in time that's hopefully never going to be repeated, right? Yeah. So yeah. I actually, you know, I know it, it, it might sound weird and people are probably screaming at me already, um, but I actually think it's it's quite good to have these photos because you'll never, unless you decide you want to do it in in five years time or whatever go on big thunder mountain and put a mask on for the the, the ride photo yeah. you know at the moment everyone is in the same position so yeah. this is only going to happen now uh it's absolutely be, and you'll be able to look back at this trip and go oh this was you know one of the trips that we took during the pandemic and that's why you know we have to wear masks in these photos yeah it's it, it is quite funny and again the way they photoshop the masks onto people it is it is quite comical and i understand why they do it because they don't want if i then get that photo and i upload that photo onto social media and other people see oh this these people don't have to wear masks on it i i fully understand and fully endorse why they're doing it um it is quite funny you can a lot of the character meet and greets and a lot of the like magic shot photos and stuff they not only are you allowed to take your mask off for the photos so long as there's a photo pass photographer but they will encourage you to take your mask off for the photos. And we even had a couple of characters kind of gesture, take your mask off for the photo, that kind of thing. So there are designated areas and there are designated spots where you can take your mask off. You can take photos without your mask. Um, and they are encouraging you to still get those photos without masks, but it's obviously in safe, controlled 
well ventilated areas um so it it's quite funny because in half the photos we have masks half the photos we don't have masks so it's quite funny but, uh, very unique photos for sure that is that is very interesting um okay so uh, yeah so what i was going to say there was it's very likely if you are going in the next six months that mask restrictions will still be in place they may not be uh, as stringent as they they currently are um mm -hmm. you know obviously because of this new variant you know some of the rules have changed and, and whatnot um so one thing i would say so anyone that is thinking of it like this buy some comfortable masks yeah and you know people got different levels of what is comfortable and everything like that um you know we, we've been having to do this for a long time now i've gone through quite a lot of masks surprisingly um i i've got to be honest i don't really have a problem with masks myself but i know some people do so yeah. you know if you if one's uh, a bit stiff or uh if one uh is a bit too close to your mouth so gets uh moisture uh filled quite quickly um then have a look around because there are so many uh companies making masks and for me like i just bought um i just bought a new mask uh the other week uh because i it, you know there was more of a gap between the mask and and your uh your mouth uh it still was tight around the rest of your your, your face yeah. but uh it gave you a bit more breathing room uh you can buy little cages as well that you can put into masks to also give you a bit more, more room but play around because you're gonna have to probably wear a mask for quite a lot of the day so yeah. you know just make sure you're comfortable doing it um so there's a there's some advice for you uh, absolutely because like i i work from home i don't have to wear a mask for a long period of time um and a couple of masks that i had picked up before we went had the kind like little plastic tightener things for to make it kind of fit your ears better which in my mind seemed great, but after the first day had actually like really hurt the back of my ears. So I ended up switching to different masks. Um, what I will say, especially if you're going during a colder climate because of condensation and stuff, your masks do end up feeling quite just like wet, as you were saying. So if you're a person that wears makeup, make sure that you are wearing waterproof mascara and that your brows won't run because I feel like constantly my eyelashes were just like wet from the condensation from my masks. So bear that in mind if you're if you're a makeup wearer. Um, yeah. another thing we had done was um because we at DLP it's cold, we knew we were going to be wearing gloves quite a lot. So we'd picked up um on Amazon little spray bottles that we could clip onto our lanyards that had liquid hand sanitizer in them. There's hand sanitizer everywhere in the park before you get on a ride, after you get on a ride, everywhere. But we knew we'd be wearing gloves quite a bit. So we had bought the spray one so that we could spray our gloves or we could spray like um, like lap bars and stuff like that. So we could still be comfortable, but make sure that we were still kind of keeping ourselves as safe as possible. And we we I think had brought five of them and I think we went through them. We used them constantly because it was always on us. If anything, it kind of encouraged us to use it more and make sure that we were keeping ourselves as safe as we could. So I would recommend if you are going in a colder time, maybe kind of think of something like that because it definitely made a difference for us yeah and if you're wearing glasses p-dubs and this applies to you yeah. um you know get a mask that also is close to your Big you time. know really close to your face to stop your glasses steaming up all the time 
big yeah, time. I hadn't thought about that until we sat because mercifully I don't have to wear glasses until we sat down on Star Tours and I was like, oh good lord. Because I it was I was like I ended up with like the glasses on the very tip of my nose and having to like tilt my head back for Star Tours. It was quite the time. I'm lucky most of the time when I'm in the theme park I wear contact lenses, so it's not sure. right. shame. Good shape. Yeah. Good shape. So, Pete Dobson, um, so um, any questions you wanted to ask? No, really, it was what's putting me off and I was meant to be going next month and I've kiboshed it because I just can't be dealing with going through all the tests by myself and having to deal with it because it was a solo trip. Um, it was really just the talking about the 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 testing in the, the village because I think that's going to be the easiest thing for me and the, the family yeah. rather than having to mess around trying to sort it yeah. elsewhere. Um, it's good to know that it all seemed to run pretty smoothly for a for a DLP operation. Yeah. Um, again, what I would say is if you're doing it, in, I'd either book it first thing in the morning or I'd book it in the evening. So either when you're leaving the park yeah. or first thing in the morning on your way to the park, because it is on your way to the park. Um, but I would suggest whatever links they send you to fill out or anything like that, have a look at it beforehand. It didn't yeah. take as long to fill in on the morning, but it meant we got to bypass a very long queue so whatever you can fill in beforehand i would recommend yeah. doing it um because it does it does make a massive a massive difference for sure so what was the state of dlp um was everything pretty much open or were there still a, f a few attractions uh, that were down most most things were open so orbitron i think is fully open in this week um they were testing it moving when we were there um but there were still all the all the walls around it buzz was back open and looked really good didn't break down once on it it was bizarre um small world is currently closed um that's going through an extensive refurb for the next like year or so i believe um other than that i think absolutely everything else was open i don't think anything else was down one change they have made which i hadn't quite realized we were on main street and the train we it was like just about to pull in so we we're like we'll go on the train you can't get off anywhere now you have to do the full loop you can't oh. get off. they stop at frontierland and let a couple of people on at frontierland but no one's allowed to get off slows down through Fantasyland. it slows down through uh discovery land but you have to do the full loop you can't just hop off because i the plan was we'd get on on main street do the first little bit and then maybe hop off fantasy land or discovery land depending on what way wait times were but they don't stop you can't get off you have to go the full way around wow. which was wild yeah i mean um, I, I like i like it i mean I, I can't really say that uh i find it's quicker to get the train to a different land from mainstream. Oh no, definitely but, not. Yeah, you know, but it's it's yeah. I, I like doing the whole loop, so that wouldn't bother me too much. But yeah, I can imagine people that decide ah, I've had enough now. I'll get off in Discovery Land and, and find they can't. It's yeah. uh, a bit of a pain. And they was there any mention of that before you got on the train or no, no. And it, we were. I thought they were going to separate people more, but we were in um one of the like car bits with um an elderly couple that were sat opposite us and then another couple that just sat making ham and cheese rolls and stuff in their face the whole way around <laughs> so you're like this is great <laughs> so an ideal picnic spot was, 
yeah yeah ideal um <laughs> but yeah other than that i think most things were open the fireworks weren't back when we were there and the stars on parade wasn't back we did get to see the new christmas parade which was lovely we didn't get to see one of the nighttime ones just because of whatever way times had worked out we hadn't managed to see the nighttime version of it but the daytime version of it was fab um really really good much preferred it to the old christmas parade quite fun hmm. it's got a lot of show stops which was interesting i knew they did the one down at um by the castle stages but i didn't realize they also did one up around the upper hub near the train station um so that was a welcome surprise because uh, i hadn't overly looked into it before i went um, a lot of the a lot of the parades do um mm. have a stop there because um if i get to a parade when it's already started I'll normally hang around outside uh, the bookshop for that reason. Yeah. That I know I'm, I'm probably going to see a lot of that. But I mean, I know not all parades are the same, um, but yeah. usually that's that's not a bad place to be. Yeah. No, the the parade was... We actually got to do quite a few of, of the the new things we did. We did Carrie's Road Trip. Ooh. Uh, Tell me <laughs> more. Is... I know P-Dubs has been <sighs> excited to speak to somebody that's done Carl's road trip, haven't you? Christ alive. <laughs> it, it's that exciting that they've brought Lightning McQueen back out for the main park. Yeah, he was driving around. We we were we were mooching around studios. It was like the last thing. We went over to watch the show with Goofy and Donald in the studios. We were just doing a lap of the park uh, before that started. And this like music came out of nowhere. We are like, what the heck is going on? And then just Lightning McQueen drives out with about eight like parade crew cast members around him for this one tiny little car we we're just like this is a bit excessive um but so it was constantly at a five minute wait it was never longer than that it took us a while to actually find where it is so if you go from the ratatouille area um through to toy story playland and take a right up beside rc racer and walk for about 10 minutes um, they do have the gates so they've one where it's uh, like a photo op with the aliens and the claw and then they have one where it's like Buzz's wings and it says to infinity and beyond over it quite enjoy that very Disney's California adventure vibes big fan of those and then you get to the laughing cow food truck thing which the theming of it is great looks class but I don't think I would touch anything on it in that they serve there with a forceful pole personally um, and then you walk, they have built the most massive station for it with 10 bajillion switchbacks that the cast members are just telling you to skip. Um, you hop on and it literally lasts like five minutes. Like, no wonder the wait time is always so low because it takes 10 bajillion people and it is the shortest thing in the world. You see the world's biggest look, they show you posters of other cool things that they could have built but didn't. Um, you then go into Catastrophe Canyon where, or Catastrophe Canyon where they light a car on fire and then drown him. And then you drive oh, it's around. Sadistic. It's wild. And then you drive around, you see another couple posters, they make a couple jokes. You see the I Feel Tower and then you drive back. You don't even drive past the cars beforehand. Like, you know, when you used to go past the like prop cars, mm. you don't even do that anymore. 
well you can't because how do you explain that those cars don't talk to you no true that's, that's a, a good point i suppose like i'm but, just you know literally we were we we were like coming back into the station and my boyfriend turned to me and he was like is that it and i was like i guess so i uh, i mean well P does we talked about get rid of it yeah i mean we've talked about our feelings on the former tour and you know yes it was dated and yes it did have its best section based on a film that literally no one remembers Mm. Uh, in fact i'm not even sure if it's on disney plus i haven't looked not either i don't i don't think we i'm sure we did our recently for the patreon show and i'm sure that didn't come up as an option i'm sure it didn't i'm gonna search it wowzers um but you know there, there was a there was still a charm to it and you know going past as you said Sinead, like going past you know cars from films that you may have actually remembered rather than yeah a whole section from a film you didn't um, it is not on disney plus amazing amazing it used to be on disney life back mm. in the day um but but you know there was a certain charm to it still and it just feels so cheap and soulless now it from really, what, I, like, what we've seen you know. don't get me wrong the theming of it is beautiful and like they've done such a good job of theming the area it just it just is so lackluster that you're just like oh god because they they clearly put a lot of money into the like theming the area and having it look nice and all that kind of stuff and then it's just like and it's for this yeah. It just makes no sense. They would have been better off like ripping it out and putting Radiator Springs Racers or literally any of the Cars rides from Cars Land in. I'm still not convinced they won't. That would be great. Radiator Springs Racers is fab. Well, I mean, the thing is, I as as time goes on longer and longer, Star Wars Land seems further and further away. Yeah. You know, there's just no talk of that now at all. So I wonder if they might just give up on that and, and like you say, P-Dubs, just turn it into a proper Cars land with a proper Cars yeah. attraction. I just think they've spent all that money on like the structure of it, yet the ride itself is very, very removable mm-hmm. and is kind of very easy to just flatten. And you can use that structure that's already there oh. as part of the land. Big time. And that space is massive. Yeah. 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 Absolutely space, massive. Yeah. Um, what I would say is who knows, they could be planning something else because what also was happening whilst I was in DLP was all of the execs were in DLP, walked past Josh Damaro in Adventureland. Um, we were walking towards pirates, and you know where sometimes uh Captain Hook and Smee have their little meet greet like hidden away in the bushes. I could see all these people and I could see like cast member name badges, but they're all in like long black, like nicely cut coats. And I was like, these aren't cast members. I was like, these people look important or think they're important. And uh, then as we walked, I was like, oh, there's Josh tomorrow. To which my boyfriend was like, who? Because <laughs> not a not a total Disney nerd. Um, so that was on the Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday, we went to the Skyline Bar in um, Hotel New York. And like two tables over, Natasha, the head of DLP. And I still haven't figured out who the other woman was, but she was a blonde American lady who works for the Disneyland Resort. 
um, we're we're having drinks in the bar. And I got the sus from our lovely server, who's a guy called the Cyril, current president of Disneyland, is female. Ah, maybe it was her. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our our server used to live in Ireland, so we were his his favorite people. Uh, so when he brought us over our drinks, I was like, "Can I just ask?" And he was, I was like, "Is that Natasha?" And he was like, "Yeah, it is." Oh my god! He was like, "They've been here all week." So all the big execs were were in DLP last week for who knows what reason, but yeah, they were having a good gawk around the park. I I mean, it, with, so who knows? It's it's so good. I wasn't there because I just walked over with my little Zoom recorder and gone. <laughs> um, just a few words. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know who I am because. Uh, Fifteenth, you know, I'm the host of the fifteenth uh, best Disney podcast according to the BuzzFeed list. Um, so you know who I am. You must listen. Uh, so let's get a few inside scoops. Um, <laughs> but no, very, very good of you to be um, so restrained. And I do want to come back to uh, the Skyline Bar in just a minute. But yeah, one other thing I wanted to ask about uh, the parks is mm-hmm. what? Well, actually, two questions. One, how busy was it? because I've heard some very interesting reports uh, of the last week or so. Uh, mm-hmm. And secondly, what were the wait times like for attractions? So the week before we went, I was painfully looking at wait times because I'm just that kind of person. And I don't know if either of you have used Magi Park as the wait times app for DLP. If you've not and you have an iPhone, you should get it. It's great. Um, but that like color codes everything so if it's less than a half an hour it's green if it's more than it's if it's between a half an hour and an hour it's orange or if it's over an hour it's red so I was just kind of keeping an eye on that most things were green for the entire week and I was like beautiful we got there on Monday and what I hadn't realized was Monday was the feast of Saint Nicholas which is very big in Spain um and then I should have been aware of this myself actually yeah um and then there was also, I think, a Spanish national holiday or something like that. So what I have, have learned from my boyfriend's friend, Jamie, is that a lot of Spanish people kind of bridge the two days and use that as like their designated week off in December. So the parks were busier than I had anticipated, but they weren't busy, busy. Um, like some like the usuals, like Peter Pan constantly had a really, really long wait that was constantly like red or orange um the meet mickey mouse was constantly 45 minutes or above dumbo was constantly 45 minutes or above which was wild um but like we got to go on big thunder a good few times we got to go on space mountain a good few times indiana jones star tours like a lot of the other rides were pretty low crush never really got lower than an hour and ratatouille kind of consistently was sat around 40 minutes so not terribly busy but it was busier than i had anticipated um the worst wait times though were the restaurants because half of the quick service restaurants are not open oh, so, so, then. yeah so the first day we wanted to go to Fuente de Loro because we want to try their vegan burritos which are lovely by the way um and I'd say we probably waited half an hour 40 minutes to just even get into the building um and then Pizzeria Bella Noche, we went just after it opened on the last day. And I'd say we still had to wait like 15, 20 minutes to get food. And that was at like half 11. 
So food is the biggest issue with DLP as per bloody usual. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, for, for people like you and me, uh, food is always a big issue in DLP <laughs> because there is normally yeah. not many choices. Now, I, I know that they have, uh, you know, made improvements. Um, yeah in recent times and i mean futo was always one of those places you knew you'd be able to get some decent food that wasn't just a burger or something yeah. so how did you find the food offerings now you know did you notice many more things that you could eat within we didn't eat a whole lot within the park i won't lie so the first day we had the so fuente de loro in frontierland has completely changed their menu and now it's mostly burritos. So we got, they have a vegan burrito. They also have beef and chicken. Didn't have them. Uh, the new vegan burritos are really nice. Um, I feel like they're good value for money. They're pretty substantial. Um, and the food tastes very fresh. Fuente de Loro is my favorite restaurant within the park anyway. So yep. I love Mexican food. I knew I was going to like it. Um, so that was what we had for lunch on the first day. On the Tuesday, we were going to go to Cafe Hyperion. But I like that queue must have been hours long. Like wow. this, like they had switchbacks outside Cafe Hyperion that stretched back to Buzz. That is how long the queue was. It was horrific. I was like, absolutely not. So we ended up going over to Cowboy Cookout that I have never been in in my life other than to go in and take a picture of a mariachi band. And we went in and obviously it's predominantly meat. However, they do have a vegetarian burger. So we we're like, we'll just eat here. Um, we did have to wait an extra 10 minutes for our food to the point that the woman on the cashier desk made us an origami swan out of our receipt because we were waiting so long <laughs> because they obviously cook the vegetarian burgers to order. And how did, uh, did, did the origami swan fill you up or? Uh, no, nice but appetizer? it does look very cute on a shelf. I won't lie. It looks very cute on a shelf. Um, so we did have to wait a good bit longer. However, I was very pleasantly surprised that we got onion rings on the veggie burger. I just thought it was going to be a box standard uh, like DLP veggie burger, but there was two little onion rings on it, which made me very happy. I um, um, was it was it the same veggie burger they've always yeah. had? Yeah, so crunchy as anything. See, I've only had it once, but when I had it, it literally dis disintegrated in my hand. Like the, I don't think there was too much sauce in it or something, but I mean, it it was just falling apart. As I was yeah. eating, it was awful. They kind I feel like they baked it a little bit too much in Cowboy Cookout, so it was quite crunchy. Right. Um, but it didn't fall apart, which was good. Um, but it is the, the bog standard DLP uh veggie burger. Mm -hmm. Um we went to Bistro Shea Remy on the Wednesday. So we got the linguine menu. Um, and with that, we got some form of a vegetable soup. I don't know, that had laughing cow cheese, like a blob of laughing cow cheese in the middle of it, which was the most ridiculous thing in the world when you're paying 50 euro for dinner and there's laughing cow cheese in your soup. But anyways, <laughs> um, and then the vegetarian option there is like a ravioli that had kind of like a ratatouille on top of it, which was delicious. I've eaten in Bistro Sherry before and this was, the food was much better this time than it was the last time I was there. It was really, really nice. Um and then we went to Pizzeria Bella Noche on the last day and they always have good veggie options. You can get your pizza and pasta and stuff. So that's kind of a, usually a good uh, bog standard. Um, I didn't feel like there was a massive amount of extra options. I know over in the like food thing that they're doing in studios, there is the vegan kitchen booth and you could get like different kinds of soups and stuff like that and like snack things. 
Um, we didn't end up eating over there, but it is good that they have more vegan options over there. But it was a lot of your kind of standard. Here's a vegetable burger or my favorite salad and cereal. <laughs> we don't love salad and cereals. Um, yeah. Did you eat anywhere nice outside the park? Uh, no, we basically, because again, Q's favorite was massive. So we basically ate in Earla Sandwich any of the nights. I had planned on going to Vapiano's, but the queue for security was so long to go that way that I was like, do you know what? It's not worth it. Um, I'd wanted to try book the downtown restaurant in Hotel New York because I'd heard really good things about it. Um, it never came up as to be able to book through the app, which you can now book most restaurants through the app. Um, and I've actually seen a couple of people post online now that people that aren't staying in Art of Marvel that had bookings for the restaurants are now having them be cancelled because they are prioritizing only giving reservations to people that are staying in Art of Marvel. Haven't seen an announcement from DLP or any of the reputable DLP sources. I've just seen people talk about it online. Um, so potentially something to bear in mind if you've been struggling to get a reservation for downtown or Manhattan that if you're staying there you might be able to get one now or if you're not you might be able to get one on the day if you walk up i don't know but we planned on eating there but it didn't it just didn't work out with the the way things had fallen but our love sandwich was great yeah it's it's mr reliable isn't it always i think i do like my pianos but uh yeah well me and pete i was with the first time in fact have you eaten there paul I still not managed to eat there. I mean, the time we went, it was race weekend, and it was just absolutely. It's very stressful. Anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't find stressful. I don't find it stressful, but a lot of people do. I don't know why I don't, but yeah, yeah, I know. But I will say, Earla sandwich never had a queue, um, and they've put in new like order kiosks, so you don't actually have to go to the counter at all. However, you can't get your annual pass discount if you do that. So depends how much the 10% discount on an eight euro pizza means to you. Yeah. But just bear in mind, if the queue is long to go to a cashier and you're really not going to miss that 10% discount, just order at the kiosks. Fair days. Um, now, this is the first time you've been um, since the introduction of uh, Premier Access. Yes. Now, you've been very vocal about it. So obviously, I know that you, you didn't use it at all. I did. Why? I used it once. Unbelievable. I have a re- I had reason. I had there was somewhat method to my madness. So I had given the option to my boyfriend of whatever restaurants he wanted to go to in the park. And he said he wanted to go to Bistro Chez Remy. He'd seen it on his last trip and he didn't get to go into the restaurant. So I was like, perfect. So the day we were going to Bistro Chez Remy. We had done studios in the morning to get Crush's coaster out of the way. When we got into the park, the wait for Crush was 50 minutes. So we waited for Crush's coaster. By the time we had got off Crush, everyone who had gone before us in Crush was then in the queue for Ratatouille. So it was a 40 minute wait for Ratatouille, which never in my life will I wait more than 20 minutes for Ratatouille because I just don't think it's worth it. Um, I before pandemic and before they changed everything, I would only ever fast pass it or single rider it. I would never do anything else. Um, so I ended up rather than waiting the 40 minutes in the morning to do it before going back to 
Disneyland Park because the weights in Disneyland Park, like it was 40 minutes for Ratatouille or if we went to Disneyland Park, it was five minutes for Big Thunder Mountain. I know where the value for my, for my time is. It's going on Big Thunder Mountain. So what we opted to do and what we kind of agreed on what we would do was we would book a premier access that we could go on where we could literally get on Ratatouille, experience the ride, get off, see the restaurant and go in and check in for a reservation so we could immediately go in because that seemed like a better use of our time and it seemed like a better experience for then going into the restaurant as well. So we paid the 12 euro each for the pass. We went in the old fast pass queue. We didn't even wait a minute. Um, we're immediately sat in our little rest. And then when we got off the ride, we could go straight into the restaurant and we were seated within five minutes. So for my mind and for that experience, it was worth it. Would I use it for anything else? No. That's my that's my justification for it. And, and what was your experience of it like? Like, um, you know, was it simple enough to use? Did it all make sense? Yeah, it was it was really easy to use. What I will say is it didn't from what I could see around the park, it didn't look like a lot of people were using it. So for most of the attractions, you go in what was the fast pass entrance. So, for example, with Big Thunder, you join the queue and the upstairs bit before you go around and go down to where you filter into the trains. So you do skip the bulk of the queue, but you will have to wait however much of that queue. Now, what I did find interesting, particularly with Big Thunder, is they don't have a cast member letting Premier Access people in. So I actually saw a couple come up to the Premier Access entrance and try to join the queue and about four families refused to let them in before somebody was just like, okay, go on, join the queue. So that I thought was quite interesting because they didn't have anybody at that point. So that couple were just kind of left awkwardly standing there to then try and shove their way into a group of people who understandably have been waiting like a half an hour or so to join mm. to ride Big Thunder and don't want to let these people in ahead of them. But it just kind of left the whole situation a bit awkward. So mercifully, Ratatouille is different because it has a very separate queue, it has a separate entrance and all that kind of stuff. Um, but from looking on the app that day, at any time that I went in to look to see what the times were for Ratatouille, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Like, for example, at, I don't know, one o'clock, I went to check for Ratatouille and saw that I could get a reservation if I wanted for Space Mountain for 105. So they weren't booking up the whole day early on if that makes sense mm. which was my only kind of gripe with it because our reservation for Bistro Show Remy was 3.45 but you can't pick the time that you want your return slot for it's just whenever the next return slot is so I have to go in periodically throughout the day and check to see where the availability was up to got you okay which was a little frustrating because I knew what time I wanted to be able to go on it but I just had to keep checking back every couple hours like oh, okay now it's up to return time of 145 okay I'll check back in another little bit so so what time because I'm trying to do some quick maths here so yeah you wanted a return time around about 3 30 ish yeah right so at what time were you able to book that slot if you give me a minute I should actually be able to find it in my I mean, I emails <laughs> I should be able to find it in my emails, though, because it'll be. And um, while you're looking in your emails, does KP know that you've done this? And has she stopped talking to you? 
Uh, no, Kate hasn't spoken to me at all about my trip. So no, no, she hasn't a clue. Oh dear. I didn't want to be the one to give it a bad news. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, where is it? But yeah, like it doesn't seem like a lot of people are using it. Um, well, that's, that's which is a good I mean. thing because I hope it goes away. Now, again, I wasn't at a particular, like it was a little bit busy when I was there, but it wasn't massively busy. Mm. So I don't know if that's kind of part of it. I'm not sure. But, but the thing is, you know, the, the quick maths that I'm trying to do here is, you know, if you're, if you want to get a slot for 3.30 and you're not able yeah. to book it uh, until okay. near the time. Yeah, so I found it now. So it's saying, it's giving me the like Irish time that I booked it. So the email that I have here is at is at one thirty nine. So 20 to 2, 20 to, it would have been 23 Paris time. Wow. And my return time was 20. Oh, my watch is talking to me now. Shut up. <laughs> um, so my return time slot, they give you an hour time, return time, which is interesting. So my return time was between 20 to 3 and 20 to 4. But I couldn't book that until basically 20 to 3. So, you know, you, you'd, you'd kind of guess um, with that that people, as you say, people just aren't using it because if they were, then at that time of day, you probably wouldn't be able to get a return time until like 4 or 5 o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. You, and like when, when... At least anyway. And it, it looks to be the case for all rides, like even like Big Thunder that fast passes would always run out early. There was full availability up until then. There was full availability for like within the next half an hour. So I don't think it's massively being used in DLP, which is a good thing. And again, if it wasn't for the fact that we were going to the restaurant, I never would have done it. And uh... How was your experience? Because, I mean, this is the first trip that you've done, obviously, where Fast Pass has not been an option. Premier Access, yes, okay, you can do yeah. You can pay for that for a few rides. But Fast Pass itself wasn't available anywhere. Um, did it make a huge difference to your trip or was it still pretty manageable? No, it didn't It didn't really make it. Like, to be fair, DLP, unless you're going at, like, a particularly busy time or something, Fast Pass was always a nice to have, not a your day will be ruined if you don't get a fast pass like the way i would usually use it would be for example i'd get a fast pass for big thunder and then maybe go on pirates or phantom manor and then go back to big thunder or get a fast pass for space mountain go on star tours and then go back and use the fast pass for space mountain because you could do star tours usually in within the time that your fast pass become available so it was always kind of a, a nice to have rather than a necessity so it didn't ruin the trip i don't feel like it massively took away from the trip or anything like that um like it still it still felt like a pretty a pretty regular experience in the park if that makes sense i've got one last question about the parks yes um so i'm gonna jump ahead of feed ups here did you um have any interactions with characters yes so we didn't have a massive amount of character date. So in the mornings when you would go in, there would be, or at least the two mornings that I saw them, there was Mickey, Minnie, Pluto and Goofy up on the train station, like welcoming people in, in their Christmas outfits. Then over beside the bookstore, there was Winnie the Pooh in his Christmas outfit. Down where Donald would usually meet near the hub and Casey's Corner, that was Eeyore. 
over outside Plaza Gardens was Stitch, Santa Stitch. Sandy Claus was over by Phantom Manor. There were varying characters in Meet Mickey. Um, and then they had a couple of other random characters out. There was Eugene Alice in Wonderland character over beside the teacups. Tigger, I saw a couple of times over by the old mill. And Susie and Perla were beside Cinderella Carriage. Yeah. Um, so I think that was everyone that was in Disneyland Park. We met most of them. Um, I quite like the new setup for characters. Um, and I'll use Jack Skellington, Sandy Claus, as a prime example of that. If you've ever met Jack or if you've ever gotten an autograph from Jack, his signature takes a bloody year to do. His yep. name is quite long and a lot of squiggles in it. It takes ages. So if you have a family that has, say, three kids with three autograph books, at a minimum, they're going to take 10 minutes with Jack. And that's just a logistic thing. That's before he's even interacted with them. That's before they've even had a single photo. Um, I've met Jack a good few times in DLP. Before, it used to be mostly the line birdie thing. They don't, they don't use line birdie anymore. And I never saw the queue go outside the little graveyard thing outside Phantom Manor. Constantly a really short queue. Wow. We he was meeting, I think his meet and greet started at 10:45. We joined the queue at about 22:11. There was only a handful of groups ahead of us, and we were in and out in 15 minutes. That's but we still got to crazy. chat to him, we still got to have a conversation with them. Uh family using the uh disability pass had gone in as well, but it just it was super seamless. Um yeah, I love the new way that they're doing character uh, meet and greets because they're super quick. They're super efficient. A lot of people, I think, don't realize that they can still interact with the characters. There is a lot more of walk up, photo, goodbye, walk up, photo, goodbye. But so, for example, with Stitch, I'd say we maybe waited 15 minutes for Santa Stitch. And there was a lot of people ahead of us, but it was a lot of families just going up, waving, taking a picture, leaving. But when we went up, I asked if he was ready for Christmas and he must have spent a good like five minutes chatting away to us because we were the first people that had actually interacted with him <laughs> in quite a while. So they are still quite happy to interact with you. They're, they'll still have the bands with you and then you can still get your photos. There's like little, they'll have a spot on the ground. The photographers are great at making sure that they're lined up correctly in your photo and like letting you know what the character is doing. See so if it's something that you should mirror, whatever. Um. The PhotoPass photographers will not take photos on your devices anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you can only get the PhotoPass ones. Um, and they have these little stands with all the photographers that you put your little card into. Um, however, I myself, I jumped in for a couple of families and offered to take photos um, because of that. So if you are going, if you don't have PhotoPass, ask if someone in the queue will be willing to take your photo. Chances are someone will. Um, but I really like the new setup for characters. I didn't do any of the internal ones, so I didn't do the one at Mickey and the Magician. I didn't do the Marvel one, and I didn't do the Meet Mickey Mouse one because they were all quite long, and you weren't guaranteed what characters were going to be there, so for me, it wasn't worth the invest in the time, but the outside characters were all really great, super seamless. Yeah, and, and I would say to anybody, if... Uh... You know, you are there over Halloween and Christmas. Then uh, Jackie's a fantastic meet and greet. I've um, okay. nearly every trip that I've been at that time of year, I've got to make time. And um, 
he's normally excellent uh, at interaction uh, in different yeah. languages as well. Um, that's all I had for the parts. P dubs, was there anything else from you? No, that was that was it. That's a nice in depth look at how the parts are at the moment. I think. Now I do want to end on a very old fashioned disaster dark note. Um, so you did mention earlier you went to uh, the Skyline Bar. Yes. Uh, and I believe you you had a few bevies. We did. So in the Skyline Bar, you can't make reservations. It is just walk up, but there's quite a lot of seating. So we went just before the park closed um, and we were sat within probably five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Um uh, but they have speciality cocktails that align with the Infinity Stones. Um, so we decided we were going to drink the Infinity Gauntlet whilst we were there. Um, so half the cocktails are gin cocktails. My boyfriend is a gin drinker. I'm absolutely not. And then the other three, there's a the bourbon, there's a whiskey, and there is a vodka one. Um, and they're not cheap. They are 16 euro a pop, I think. So they are quite expensive, but they're all really nice. Um, my particular favorite one was, I believe, the yellow one, um, which was like lemon vodka. And they pipe meringue onto the top of it, then cook the meringue and put like lemon zest and like a cookie crumble on top and give you a spoon because it's basically like having a dessert as well. So would would highly recommend the yellow one. The yellow one is great. Um, I am aware that the particular time that we were there, obviously because the head of DLP was there, we were getting the most exceptional service in the world because everyone was running around like headless chickens because this woman was there. Um, to the point that one of the bar staff, after being told, one, that Natasha was there, and two, that our table were Irish people, um, he smashed an entire bottle of vodka whilst making my cocktail. <laughs> Was he flaring? A little, yeah. They're very, they're very flary in there. Right. Um, but yeah, their manager came over and uh, told us what had happened. And I was like, if it weren't for the fact that your boss's boss's boss was sat over there right now, you would probably be freaking the freaking yeah. out about this. But she was just like, it's fine, it's fine. Um. <laughs> But I will, the vibe of it is super nice. Like there were families in there, there were kids in there, but it does feel like a very adult area in DLP, which is quite a rarity. Um, the screens where you can see the, the New York skyline, you see a Quinjet fly across quite regularly. Spider-Man pops up a bunch, um, as does Iron Man. Um, the, it does change. So we were there for quite a while. So it went from daytime to nighttime doesn't quite align with the like season so like we when we walked into Hotel Marvel it was already dark but it was still daytime in uh, the Skyline Bar which was fine um but yeah I have to say we had such a good experience the staff in there are absolutely phenomenal um a nice little thing that they've now started doing so you know when you used to go to Cafe Fantasia they'd give you the weird little like moldy taste and popcorn and the olives as like your little like snacks with your drink. So yeah. they've now started, I mean, 
experienced it for race it's quite large they gave us like this little pack of it was cashew nuts and i think dried cranberries so they gave us those with our, our first drinks but in marvel you got given a pack of the cashews and cranberries but also a little pack of peanuts um, and again, I don't know if it's just because one, we were Irish and both servers that we had had lived in Ireland and were obsessed with Irish people. So I don't know if it was that or the fact that Natasha was there. We must have been given about six or seven refills of these packs of peanuts, which was fine by me. If DLP want to give me free snacks, I'll take them. Um, but it's just a nice little extra that the DLP haven't done in the past they did it in Cafe Fantasia but it was where you'd get stuff like that in the other bars so that was quite nice but uh would definitely recommend paying the Skyline bar um a visit for sure and if you can get sat with Cyril he's adorable would recommend I wrote him a little note him we had another server called Estelle who had worked in Dublin for a while and the two of them were then like battling as to who could take our orders because they both <laughs> wanted to serve the Irish people for some reason so uh, we left them a tip and wrote them a thank you note because we're dorks. Well, P-dubs, let's hope uh, when if you go up there, which I'm sure you will do, that one of the servers yeah. is obsessed with uh, Nottingham. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it very much. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> just um, just asking your, uh, your new hometown. Um, but, I mean, Sinead, thank you. I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's great you know for you to to share with us your uh, your trip um but also as well i i hope it's it's reassuring to to people listening because you know you're not the first person you're the first person we've had on uh, that's gone back to dlp but you know there are still a lot of people that have had trips or are about to go on trips around christmas but equally there are people that are delaying trips that have moved their holidays again because of the uncertainty of what's going on both here and over in France as well. Um, yeah. So I think it's it's reassuring for people to to hear this and get an idea of what the new experiences are in terms of those extra um, things that you need to consider for your trip, um, mm. and uh, as well as the the changes that are going on as well. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. Um, I think that's it for this year, P-Dubs, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, um, Sinead, thank you very much for joining us. Um, P-Dubs, as always, okay. thank you for being my wingman. And uh, we will see you beginning of 2022 for a, another episode of this podcast. That you can't remember the name of. I was, waiting right for you to, I was waiting for you to <laughs> say your outro I line. Uh, I know, but I had to say something because this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, au revoir. <laughs> Making me look like a bad host. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.